Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Here we are, finally, at episode 130. Did Made you, it. Did you think we wouldn't make it? I did. Uh-huh. Every time we do one of these, I'm like, we still have a podcast. Yeah, there's still yeah. people listening, watching. People watch this thing, listen to it, send us questions. I still have, I still have, even after we finish today's question, I will still have at least two questions in the list. Okay. I used to call it the hopper, and nobody knows what that is. Uh, well, it's an old... It's a farm term. It is a farm term, yeah. but nobody farms anymore, so I'll <laughs> stop using... I will stop using that term, but we have a list, and we still have questions. So today, we're going to answer another one. And in case you're here for the first time, my name's Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. We're on the teaching team at Community Christian Church, and uh, we're going to answer another question today uh, from a perspective uh, that will help us. Uh, think like Jesus, respond to our world like Jesus would because we're Jesus people. And so, like I said last week, if you tuned in, uh, we've got a question that pertains to prayer. We get a lot of prayer questions. Uh, I, I cannot tell you how I many. I went through some of the archives, and we've talked about prayer a lot of times. And I, and I almost said, well, we've answered this question. I'll do a quick one. But I think this one uh, deserves a little bit of conversation um, because I don't think anybody's ever asked this kind of directly in this way. Um, but um, there are some episodes that I will re refer you back to in just a moment if you want to jot these down where we do talk a little bit more about this in detail. But here's today's question uh, about prayer. The person says, When I was younger, I was taught that our prayers should always be addressed to Jesus because he has the power to filter and make our words suitable for God. The idea was that God was too holy for a direct conversation, and the only way to communicate with the Father was through the Son. Isn't that it correct, however, that our prayers are heard regardless of who or even if we direct them to anyone specific? We're just heard regardless of what we say, how we say it, or who it's said to. Is that right? Um, before is, we no, go ahead. Is the question they're at that they were taught to address the prayers to Jesus or through Jesus? It says to Jesus. We were. I was taught to address my prayers to Jesus because Jesus has the power to filter them and make my words ever, suitable for God. I don't think God. I've ever heard that part of it. Because most people I've ever heard prayer start with our Father, our, our Father or, or our Heavenly Father, Father, or God, Father, or Lord, and That's then right. you pray. Because what, what pray I to was, God through Jesus. Yes, the, yes. the way that I was always... I don't think anyone explicitly taught, but what right. I, you know, what I caught mm -hmm. was you had to say in Jesus' name Me too. The, that you uh -huh. couldn't yeah. end a prayer unless you said in in some verse. You could say in His name. Well, I'll just be clear. I was told that explicitly okay. by an elder early on when I was a, a new Christian and had done it wrong. Uh, yeah, and I think how did my, you how did you end it? Amen. You just say oh, amen. You just said oh, amen. and you can't I, do I've that. ended that way. I just ended up you trusted. And I don't. No, <laughs> in Buddha's name. <laughs> You know, that I tell you what, I had that as to go, break, we're done. We're done. No, I didn't, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way as Ed. I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was taught explicitly, but I was kind of, it was intimated that if you didn't say in Jesus' name, you weren't going to get what you prayed for. Right. And, I, and I think it comes directly from that direction that Jesus gives the disciples say, and when he says, pray in my name and you'll get what right. you'll right. ask for. Right. But they turned it into a formula. That's it right. was like, Which well, is not well and even no. the Lord's Prayer never says it. It doesn't, it doesn't end that way. Well, it'd be kind of weird for Jesus, in my own name. And make sure you say it in my name. Yeah, uh, that that's weird. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I wasn't as familiar with the addressing to Jesus, but like I said, through Jesus, in Jesus' name was definitely something that was taught to me. Um, well, I have a friend that uh, is very 
careful about ever saying anything about God. He's very hmm. careful. And what, what do you mean, like in the prayer? He, he, I, he hasn't said these words to me, mm-hmm. but he's he's very hesitant. God is so holy, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't treat him too. And too flippant. Yeah, that we don't want to get too close. It's kind of like the uh, the old Jewish uh, thing where they wouldn't write the name of yeah. God, and they certainly wouldn't speak it. They had That's a, right. They had a way of saying it that wasn't. The oh, name. right, right, right. Okay. He doesn't even use the phrase "Father," even though Jesus says to. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. I'm just now, really interested by that. Me I, have, too. I, have no, I have no ideas about it. I'm just trying to figure out. Because yeah. I've never heard. It's a little bit of fear-oriented thing. And he and I have had a lot of conversations with it. I don't think I've made much headway, to be honest. Yeah. But, well, you know, when something gets ingrained in you based on fear. That's right. I mean, it's hard to root out. And this is a person who's a great follower yeah. of Jesus. He just has a real, it's a, yeah. it's a, I mean, he's older than me. So it's a thing that's really rooted from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, right, thing, the, the other thing that the other thing that I thought was interesting that kind of made me uh, the way they described whatever it was that you were taught as a child, you know, I have to pray to Jesus because He's got to filter my words to make them suitable for God because right. God's too holy for me to directly talk to Him. And what I wanted to say to that part of the question is, then what were they doing in the Bible mm-hmm. all the way up to Jesus? Right. Because there are right. many, many examples of prayer all the way up that were not prayed for right. Certainly Jesus. there's 150 in the Psalms. Yeah, where they that's what I was know, thinking. They don't directly say Jesus. Now, I know the person who asked this question, they don't agree with that either. In fact, they go the opposite way. And they're say, trying to get around it. They're trying to say, you know, I think I was taught wrong, but what I now, but, I, but then the other part of the question, again, is what struck me was, they say, isn't it correct that our prayers are heard regardless of who or even if we direct them to anyone specifically? We're heard regardless of what we, what we say, how we say it, or who we say it to. I don't think I would go that far either. No. I, think, I think what we've got in this question is two really extreme kind of yeah. views on this. And my, I would like to see if we could pull that Well, again, comes we talked a little bit about this with baptism a little bit. I think, again, we're looking... And I don't mean this is what the person's doing, but somebody taught them a formula to try God's so holy mm-hmm. and Jesus is the filter. And, you know, actually, the book of Hebrews says Jesus opens the way where we can come directly to the yeah, throne boldly. of God. Yes. That we can go boldly into the throne of God. Mm. And then, you know, Paul says that the Holy Spirit interprets our words That's when mm-hmm. we don't know what to pray. So I think they're, I think whoever was trying to teach you was trying to teach you a good thing. Yep. Trying to, yeah. But... You know, probably got it a little jumbled because somebody helped them jumble it because we all jumble stuff. Well, isn't it true um, that we do that a lot with a lot of things related to, to God is we we grab hold of one thing that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think the thing that they were trying to teach you of God's holiness mm-hmm. was absolutely a good thing to teach. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I think it got taken so far that it now I can't even talk to it. That's right. And And that, I think, was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. But then the other thing that you were talking about, Ed, with your friend, I also think it's is not healthy to go the other direction. Say, well, God's my bud, and he and I just there. No, there's something not right in that as well. Yeah, that's the instances he uses. He says it makes me really uncomfortable when people call Jesus uh, God Papa, mm-hmm. or they talk about you know my uh, 
my friend in the sky, yeah, the man up, the man up. He said, "I, I just could never do that." He said, "That's God's too holy for that." And I, and get, I would agree with that. I think he's right. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but to say that God hears us, whatever I think, so God, I think if you mean literally hears us, if that's all you mean, I think yes. <laughs> I think God, God hears, hears everything. everything. Oh, yeah. I think he's and got he plenty hears, of good ears. But <laughs> I think what you're meaning is God answers our prayers no matter how we pray them. I don't mm. think that's right. Mm. And I don't mean formula. I don't yeah, mean yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean it's about words. Mm. Well, that it's, is what Jesus meant when he said, ask anything in my name. He wasn't giving a formula that as long as you tag my name onto it. No. He's saying, if you become the kind of person, and often this happens through, as, he, as he's talking about, prayer and petition, persistence in prayer. You keep persisting in prayer over and over again. That becomes the kind of person you are. And you're doing so in the name, which in their culture meant in the likeness, in the right, character, yes. with the with the desire to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then one, one of two things will happen. Either uh, God will answer the prayer by going, oh, wow, he, this really is my care. This is, that will does line up with my will. Wow, let's do that. Or what happens, and this often happens for me, I, as I'm seeking Jesus in praying in his name, my desire and my will changes. I get maybe mm-hmm. a more robust view of this issue I'm praying about. And I go, oh, I see how I was, I was praying in the right kind of heart, but I really, I should have been more focused on this. I heard someone say recently how what counseling is beneficial for, for a believer in particular, is it teaches us what we should be praying for. Mm. That often, and this has definitely been the case in my life, that most of my life when I was praying, um, I was praying, God, take this thing away from me. God, make this change. Change that person's this. And then as I started to understand myself better, as I, as I went to counseling, I realized maybe some things in my past I needed to kind of deal with, whatever the thing is that came up right in counseling, I started to go, God, would you heal that? God, would you deal with that? And God was more than willing to meet me in that kind of thing. And so it's one of those things of when I'm praying again and again often i see the thing in me that needs to be changed or the way i can change my prayer to me that's a good example of i'm asking in jesus name it's not a form it's a relationship yeah i think if we can get past and so you know we we do jason and i do the evening prayer portion Mm. of our online stuff i try to make when i do it with people there because this is and this is all I'll just say, we, you said we've answered a lot of questions about prayer. I've spent most of my time as a Christian having questions about prayer. Yep. It is always, yep. It's always been the strangest, most frustrating part of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I, I am better at it now, and I, I think I understand more, in which I don't think I understand much, mm-hmm. uh, than I ever have. But it is more relational to me than getting something done. Yeah, that's right. I the more I make and make prayer about furthering my relationship with God instead of getting something done, yeah, it has helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's this way that to go about prayer. I always got frustrated. I couldn't figure out how to get stuff done. <laughs> mm. uh, and God's done a lot of stuff in spite of me not praying for it. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. That I and a lot of the things that I, one of the things that I, a lot of things that I did pray for, I realized, man, I wasted a lot of time praying for stuff that I didn't need to be praying for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 
So I don't know where I was going with that. No. It, other than I, I think as long as I can keep it. For me, I have had to turn it into a non-transactional kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes back to part of the question here that I wanted to a little bit of pushback on is the idea, well, it doesn't matter what I say, how I say it, or who I say it to, God listens and he gets it. Well, I, I, there's, a, there's a part of that that I, I get and I go, okay, yeah, but if it is what you just described, if it is a relational thing, that for me to just take that at face value and move on and say that's just it, that's okay, is to miss the, the relational side of it. If, if I always stay in the place of prayer where, oh, I just say what I need to say and, and, and I, I, whether I get it right or talk to God or whoever I talk to, he'll get it. Well, that's not very relational. No. There's well, a there's a an yes. ever there's an ever growing part of prayer that I should be growing closer to the Lord and in knowing Him in His heart and revealing my heart so that the more I do it the more I know Him so it doesn't become a desperate kind of whoever's out there I'm praying to. Well, and I think <clears throat> relational and I, so I'll go back to even the part that we were talking about of you know big man in the sky and mm-hmm. I can just say it however I want to say it. I think we often miss in kind of, maybe it's a Western thing, I don't know, and our kind of leveling of everyone's voice is kind of equal to everyone else's voice. We treat God that way sometimes. And I've even heard people start prayer. This was youth ministry a lot. There were always young kind of guys who would come to youth ministry Mm. and start their prayer. Hey, dude, because Uh, they're like, you can talk to God like he's your friend. Talk to him, just call him dude. And I I got what they were doing. I don't even think what they were trying to say was wrong. But the way that they did it, and honestly, it's like I have to to teach my kids this, and I'll just say as I'm around a lot of kids, (laughs) not all kids are being taught this. No. When you're in a room with an adult, your job is to be, there is a respect your elders, and you are listening. Your job is, and it's not, I don't mean... Be seen, not heard. I don't mm-hmm. mean that. But there is a level of, of respect that is shown through your silence mm-hmm. that you walk into the room and go, you have more to offer me in your uh, wisdom, in your experience. You don't necessarily need my opinion. And what I offer you is that I'm your grandchild or I'm your mm-hmm. child or I'm, your, I'm a kid that you love. And my presence, me being present to you, mm-hmm. is a gift to you. And I'd have to teach my kids. I have to say that a lot in the car of we're, we're driving. And they want to kind of control everything that happens in the car. And I said, y'all need to listen for a moment. And I just said, you know, there are six people in this family. And yes, we have four kids. I said, but you need to understand. And we actually have a, a, a small group that meets in our home. And the, my kids are present during the beginning part of it where we're all just kind of talking. We eat a meal. And they're present. I recently had to have a conversation of y'all are talking way too much. The purpose of this group is not to hear whatever joke that you want to tell or you guys to be rolling around on the floor in the middle. And I know there's a lot of people that want to push back on the group. No, you should teach them church should be this free-flowing thing where they can be their rambunctious and moving around self. There is also a purpose of teaching them. You are here for the sake of the other people. And there are no adults that there are not eight adults go, let's all go have dinner together to watch kids roll around on the floor. Mm-hmm. And there is a benefit. There is a maturing process that happens in that child that goes, "Wow, there is wisdom." This person happens, whereas there's another side of this, and we see this a lot. Where now you've got 
you got 32-year-olds that see no benefit of the wisdom of a 65-year-old or a 70-year-old. And I, now, I will say, there's also another side of that. There's not a lot of 65-year-olds and 70-year-olds that are trying to give great wisdom or themselves have lived in such a wise way that their, their example is that. But there is a level of, am I going to respect the wisdom and experience that comes here? All of that to say, I think the same is true in my relationship with God. Does God listen any, any, to anything I throw up. And when I just got to, because I hear a lot of people go, I don't like to just sit down and talk to God. I want to throw it up at the last minute when I'm when I'm driving and when I think of it. Those prayers are honored, absolutely. Yeah. But there also is a way in which Jesus said, you go into a quiet room, mm-hmm. you go in the silence of yourself, and there's a level that, like a child, I sit and go, I, I've, I'm trying to learn this, not because God is demanding it. He's so holy. He goes, I'm not going to listen until you get quiet. There's yeah. a part of me as the child that goes, I need to remind myself I'm having a conversation with the God of the universe mm-hmm. and that maybe I need to begin with some quiet. Yeah, every every time when I, I don't know how it does, but every time I lead the evening prayer when we're doing it together online, I often, once I say, let's pray, I, I always take five seconds. It feels like forever, <laughs> but I need it and I breathe. Yeah. yeah I, and, and me, my breath has become a teaching tool to me of God's presence, God's holiness, um, and and my place in this thing of man, I'm I'm bowed before him right now, and I, and I certainly don't have all the answers. I'm looking I'm looking toward his heart, his will, and I want it to be mine. And it's just a humble kind of thing. Um, I think if prayer can eventually come to that place, yeah. we can't just stay. My, that was my point originally. Was I think staying in that place of you know, being comfortable around God and, you know, just speaking whatever name you want to call him and he's right. cool with that. Um, it, it can be a baby step when you are first starting out. But if you stay there, there's something that's not, it's not developing yeah. there. Well, because in the same example, if you had an adult that was like, I'm not even going to speak to a child yeah. if they don't call me sir. Sure. That is not a very loving, gentle, uh, bending the knee to the child. Well, yeah, it shows an immaturity on the on the adults part that they don't realize oh this person needs to be taught but the only way I teach them is to have influence and I can't have influence if I don't have a relationship right exactly. but you would not look at that child and say the most loving thing to that child is say don't ever don't ever acknowledge because I've had to say that even so I think about the young guy we have uh, on on uh, staff as well, our resident right now Sawyer are my kids love Sawyer they talk about it all the time and regularly I heard one of them say it the other day oh that's what Sawyer likes to do and one of them goes no you call him Mr. Sawyer <laughs> and, I, and I thought I thought oh, okay but I thought no it's great because they're right like there is a yeah. level of cool. I need to remember my place in this relationship mm-hmm. and it doesn't take away the, I have never heard a, a a child say because I have to call you grandpa or papa and not ed I don't get to just call you ed mm-hmm. that means you don't really love me Mm-hmm. I've never. They understand yeah. our relationship is different mm-hmm. in the sense that we're not on the same playing field. But that doesn't mean that you love me any less. I think because I hear people a lot of times. It does make me cringe. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't when people call him Daddy God. And I know what they're trying to do. It's yeah. it's like Abba Father. Abba. Yeah, I get it. There is something a little strange to me well, about. I it. think it's. I personally think it's okay. Those kind of terms. I think if you use that in your private prayer time. Right. But when you're leading other people, I, you know, it'd be like if we were sitting in a room having dinner and you decided to call your wife by your pet name. Mm. I don't need to hear that. I'm okay with that. I, I don't need to hear what y'all call each other. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and something that I thought of earlier that just came back to me that I think 
maybe part of this question comes from, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up. Is uh, there there is a scripture, um, you know, that I think part of this teaching was referring you to um, when Paul in Romans talks about sometimes when we don't know what to pray, uh, the Holy Spirit prays for us, mm-hmm. and there's that idea, and I think a lot of people have taken that to mean well we can't pray, we we mm-hmm. we don't have words, and therefore we're just kind of babbling, and then God's got to and and I. There's a sense in which that's true, but I, I don't. I also don't think it's wise to take it to that extreme of saying you have nothing to offer at all. God doesn't oh, want to hear God. it. Yeah. Therefore, He needs Jesus to you know fix all that for you. Right. That I get where that comes from. There's truth in that sentiment, but that's not what Paul was saying no. in that instance either. And I, I don't want to take that to an extreme either. He he was really just he was reiterating the the love God has for us such that whatever we have at the moment bring to him we don't have to worry with saying the right words or you know and there are times where you're in such deep pain or yep. emotional distress yep. that you do not know what to say that's right but you want to be with your father and paul calls them groanings that can't be heard yeah. so those are those are and i've i've been there mm-hmm. I've, I've had moments where i have sat in silence in prayer with god and just said I don't know what to say here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. And, you know, and then those phrases for me just come, I need you. Yeah. I'm, I'm desperate. I'm broken here. I'm scared or I'm, yeah. you know, I'm confused. And those are only things that come out at that's that right. point. And in those instances, that scripture comes to life. And it is true that I don't need to say anything else. God knows, loves, and He's answering and listening in those moments too. So, and I, to your point, Jason, of I don't always know the words to mm-hmm. say, right? And that God helps me. That I also think it's important to say that that's another reason that we have the church and we yeah. have this, yeah. this, you know, what often referred to as the communion of saints. That throughout history there have been Christians. Christianity is a is a received faith. It is not something I just have to go figure out on my own. That there are believers who have gone before me, and they have. There are prayer books that are written. There are things that you can look to and say, "Oh, here are how believers throughout history." There are prayers in the Bible that you can go to and go. Sure. I'm just going to pray. I remember Eugene Peterson who wrote uh, the Message translation of the Bible. He was a pastor for for many years. I heard an interview with someone who was very close with him, and he they asked him, "Eugene, what are your prayers like?" And he said, "Mostly, I have about three psalms." And I mm. just pray that I don't I don't say anything, but I've memorized them. Mm. I just say the words of those psalms. And I thought about because he, he goes, I've just realized at this point my father knows what I need. I just want to be with him. I just mm. want to spend the time. I just want to trust him. I think all of that kind of wisdom of people who've been in different stages of life, been in different periods of grief, mm-hmm. been in different circumstances, for you to be able to have this wealth of knowledge that exists. I think because so often we live in this hyper individualistic society. We think the only genuine prayers are the ones that I just come up with on the top of my head. Hmm. And and that if that's the case, then they wouldn't have asked Jesus how to pray. That's right. And and, and he would, wouldn't have told them. Yes, he would not have given them. He just any, said, just say what's in your heart. Yes. And in fact, he, he kind of said the opposite. Of, he did. Don't just go and start rambling that's on right. and on and think that if you re- keep rambling, eventually you'll say the right amount of words. Mm-hmm. He goes, this this will be enough. Yeah. You say this, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> There's certainly been times in my life the best... Some of the best seasons of prayer in my life are where I decided to pray the hours they call with right. the church, where there are written prayers, 
that Christians around the world, now much more formal than most of us in Protestant mm-hmm. Christianity have done, and just read those prayers. Uh, I felt a connection with God during those times when I didn't know how to pray that uh, I haven't found in other places. And I know for a lot of addicts, you know, serenity prayers, and there are, yeah. there are a whole yep. bunch of those kind of things, and they help so much, and nobody says, man, you didn't even write that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not your words. So they they become my words. That's right. They become my words if I choose to make them that. So you know, I'd say the person God does I think hear every prayer, and I think in moments of particular desperation, yeah. Whether you are, you know, whatever you think about God, if if you genuinely call out to God and say, "Help me," yes, I think God helps. Mm-hmm. I think. Even whether you know it's God or you know his name, or I think God is just so good he answers those prayers. But I don't think you should count on that. Yeah, It certainly I mean, is not a mature relationship as you grow and change that you stay just at nameless God, help me. That right. that would not be, that eventually you would not. I, I see it very much like if a person told me, hey, I'm going to make a cross-country trip and... I'm just going to wait until I run out of gas, and then I'm going to stand out and go, help me, I'm running out of gas. Mm-hmm. There might very well be good people that will help you get some gas. Right. That doesn't seem like the wisest way to live your life. Sure, right. I mean, if you stopped in front of my house and told me, hey, I'm in a driver run out of gas, I'd probably give you some gas. Yeah. But you might sit somewhere a long, long time where if you just made a little preparation... You you know, so I think God does answer prayers of desperation no matter where you are. Yes, but absolutely. It's just not the wisest way for you to go about praying. Agreed. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, before we wrap up, I did want to mention, uh, especially to the person who a- asked this question, if you want more uh, discussion on this topic, uh, I did find some episodes where we do talk more about prayer because, like I said, we've talked about it a lot. So you might be interested in episode 49 episode 63 or episode 91 49 63 and 91 and if you go to our youtube channel um, you can find a playlist that is all of our podcasts that we have archived there it's called full podcast and you can it should be in order by their number and you can just find them so go to 49 63 91 and you can hear more about that so and, and we have morning and evening prayer for if you're interested because uh, once again i think it's part of a received mm-hmm. faith. That's what. That's the purpose for us of doing morning and evening prayer. It's not just, I mean, although this is really important for us to commune together as yes. a church, but it's part of us being able to continue to go, this is how we want to pray. This mm-hmm. is the kind of people we want to be. We yes. want to be people who pray in these ways. Um, and all the structure of it is different when, when all of us do it. I do morning prayer every morning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's from a prayer book. I never alternate from the prayer book. Uh, but I know both of y'all do evening prayers, but both of y'all, and I've watched both of them, they're, they're slightly different because they're, they're different. from your personality, but there's a structure to it that's your own. Yep. So it gives you different ways of being able to look, and maybe you can kind of either one, obviously join in, but also mm-hmm. be able to, to learn different ways of prayer that... Yep. Uh, that That's on Facebook, not on YouTube. Yes. yes on so if you're not a member of Facebook, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Go to our Facebook page, and it's 6.30 in the mornings yes. and 5.30 in the evenings, Monday through Friday. Yep. So that's we do when it through happens. Facebook Live. Yep. And it'll be one of us on there pretty much all the time. All the time. So, all right. Okay, so we're done for tonight, for today, and uh, we'll 
I don't know what the next question is, so I can't give you a preview, mm -hmm. but uh, I know we got one in the hopper. In the hopper. See you then.